You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 165. With my interview today with bassist Dale from the band Caligula's Horse. So this is number one in the series of my interviews with artists from the, the Cage Festival, which is coming up in Australia in January next month. So it's going to be a huge festival. So it kicks off in Brisbane at the showgrounds on Saturday 22nd of January. Then in Melbourne at the Coburg Velodrome on Saturday 29th of January. Then to Sydney, the showground, at Saturday 12th of February. And the headliners are Wolf Mother, UMI, and also have Tex Perkins, Killing Heidi, 12 Foot Ninja, The Super Jesus, Body Jar, The Meanies, and the list goes on and on. So it's gonna be a huge festival. So make sure you, you check it out. So Dale gives us a great insight to the way Caligula's Horse are actually preparing for the festival as well. So I do have another interview coming up real soon with Link Meany from the band The Meanies. And we also talk about the festival as well. So that one's coming up real soon. So again, thank you to my sponsors, Musician, Custom Guitar Picks, and Arnold Krakowka. You don't need a drummer to make an amazing metal song. All you need is access to tracks produced in a great studio by a great engineer. My full-length drum tracks are crafted using the best sounding samples I've been developing for over a decade and have been used by thousands of professional musicians worldwide up to the highest level in the industry including John 5 and Gus G. Stop wasting hours of your time trying to program drums and stop wasting tons of money to have your drummer record in a studio for mediocre results. With my drum tracks, you don't need to worry about any of that. Just drag and drop your tracks, press record, and you're done. All of that with a killer, authentic sound. So go to my website, arnokrakowka.com, to start rocking. Now, before we do go to the interview, I'd just like to announce that my album with Phoenix van der Weyden, which is entitled Roach and Weiden The Mission, is all finished and ready to go. So look out for it on all the digital platforms next week. If you do want a hard copy of the album, which has all the artwork and everything involved, please send me an email, the link is in the show notes. So let's go over the interview now with Dale from Caligula's Horse. When we did our our last few shows, it was just in Brisbane and it was right between, I think it was about a week before we actually went into lockdown. The irony being that the the names for the shows, we were live streaming it everywhere. The uh, the name for the shows was live after lockdown and immediately after the shows, we went into lockdown, which oh, was well. amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, the on it was basically on the day of the show, the first show, yeah. I actually was like, oh shit, this thing's happening. <laughs> Because I was just convinced that we were going to go into lockdown and the whole thing was going to get cancelled and all of that. So I'm kind of approaching Uncaged a little bit more optimistically now. Yeah, 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 I know. So have you guys got many shows before that? I know it's only what, not that far away, but a few months away. It isn't that far away. Uh, 
Thank you for reminding me that. We we <laughs> have not got any shows. Uh, and furthermore, I don't think we've even started rehearsals yet. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think we've we've talked about the repertoire and where um yeah. I think we like our usual approach when it comes to rehearsal actually is is very much get it right on your own. So we'll all just practice the living shit out of the music yep. um, at home and get it to, you know, 90, 95% there. And then we'll spend the last couple of weeks before a show. That way we sort of, you know, we can sort of save money on rehearsal studios. It's a bit of an economic decision, but also yep. like a, it really pushes you as a musician in the band to work a bit harder on, on you know, individually. Yeah, exactly. So that, that means when we come into the room, basically, it's just, oh, cool. Um, this just needs a bit of tightening up and, you know, getting used to what it feels like to play, play with one another again. But we've been a band for a long enough now that it's, I know exactly what it feels like to play with Josh. I know exactly yeah. the parts that push and pull and, you know, in, in a good way, yeah. um, with Sam as well. But, um, yeah. So how long have you been in the band now? Oh, I've, um, so I came in, I, I actually went across to Europe with the dudes in 2018 and started doing, I did lights for them. Okay. Uh, and that was about five weeks in Europe. And after that, uh, Dave, the last bass player, um, made his exit. And I joined in 2019, early 2019. Yeah. It's it's funny. I actually haven't done that many shows with Caligula's Horse because, you know, obviously the big elephant in the room that destroyed everything for about two years <laughs> uh, and did that thing. But, um, yeah, we've it's taken me across the world. It's been incredible, you know, like going to South America, going to going across Australia a few times. Yeah. Um, was supposed to do, you know, United States and Europe and all of that again with the last album, but yeah. Yeah. So did you play on the last album? Yes, I did. So I did. The Rose Radiance. Yep. yep. That's right. Yeah. I um I had a co-write on the first track of that album as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was Sort of the first time that Sam had, I mean, Sam and I have been friends for a really long time. We went through uni together in the exact same year. Um, So we'd done, you know, collaborations in the past, but um, it was kind of the first time that the band had gone outside of the Sam and Jim collaboration. collaboration. They're usually the main drivers of the, the writing process. And so Rise Radiant, you know, like I sort of came into the band and we're like, well, let's try and get some collaboration going. Um, see, see what else is sort of kicking about. That's really good. Yeah. I think it's good for songwriters too. Because I know like for myself with the album, you know, it was myself and Phoenix. And then um, we decided the guy that's producing the album in France, we said, hey, what if we do a track together? And they just come up with this totally new idea that gave it a new feel to the album, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's... Um, it's it's really interesting being a songwriter and, and approaching collaboration and knowing that you'll not have to compromise. I think like early on as a songwriter, you often see it as compromise. You're like, oh, I sort of want it to go this way. And the more and more that you get into it, the more you're like, hell yeah, man, that's a really cool idea. Let's roll with that. Or like, you know, you become much better at communicating and, and just being like, no, nah, I'm actually not really vibing on that. Let's, yeah. um, let's take it this other direction, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the great thing, I checked out your YouTube channel for the band and I was watching the, the breakdowns of the, some of the songs in the album. That's incredible. I really love the way you guys did that. Yeah, the way they broke it down and, you know, showing the different parts and that yeah, was really cool. Yeah, be, we, I, we honestly want to do more of that. I would love to have one of those for every song on Rise Radiant or even just go back through other stuff that, you know, people find really interesting as well, other albums. Um, yeah, I think I think people get a lot out of that stuff, you know, seeing yeah. sort of the insight into what we do, how songs come together. 
that's kind of the fun thing about Caligula's horse, I find, is that you can be a musician, you can be a guitarist, a drummer, a singer, whatever, um, and look into the music as much as you want to and just get so many different layers out of it. Or you can be a general listener. You're like, my girlfriend is not a musician at all and she loves the music. I think those kinds of videos are, are really fantastic for breaking that down and really giving you a, a new insight. And I guess that's the thing with your your music too, like like what you were just saying. You know, musicians can really appreciate what, like, what you guys are doing, some of your timing and the riffs and everything together. Yeah. But, but to listen to as a, a full product, you know, yeah, you can enjoy it as a, a non-musician as well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which is really good. But yeah, but definitely those breakdowns, it really shows, I can't remember the track it was, but it had like, yeah, it's probably 20 different vocal tracks there and it's just amazing. Yeah, that's that's always been a, um, a stylistic trait of Sam and Jim. Yeah. Sam's vocal arrangements are like a... Um, a very idiosyncratic thing for him, I think. I don't see too many people arrange vocals in the way that he does. Mm. And, yeah, I really love that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Depending on the the song and the part, you know, sometimes it'll be lots of drop-ins. Um, actually, Nolly, who is a, a bassist for Periphery, I don't know if you're aware of no. them. Um, some of your listeners might be, but mm. um, Nolly actually talks about going through when he records bass and at some points with some of the, the stuff, he'll go literally note by note and drop in to make sure each note velocity is as powerful as it can be. Oh, wow. We don't necessarily go that far. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, vibe's still really important for me. Um, you know, and being bass as well, it's usually only the one track that we're doing. You know, we're not doubling or anything. It's not like my mates in the Omnific who have two bass players in the band and multi-track their bass guitar parts, you know. <laughs> I think I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. they're awesome. They're playing on Uncaged. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, they're old mates of mine. Oh, that's excellent. Talking about some of the other bands, so you got, yeah, the Wolf Mother, which is another awesome band. Yeah. Uh, Super Jesus and Body Jar, just name a few, but yeah, there's heaps there. Any other bands there that you haven't toured with before or really looking forward to playing with? Yeah, uh, so we've actually toured with Circles before. That was um, over in, in Europe, and I, I sent the dudes... A message last night I was you know having some beers and just at home and I was just like oh I really miss the dudes in circles I'm gonna send him a message so I'm really looking forward to seeing them again yeah. um, Magic Dirt is a, a funny one because I my parents are huge music fans they're old like grunge and metal people from oh, yeah. you know 80s right <laughs> so yeah I had a bit of Magic Dirt in my um, in my childhood yep. so that'll be kind of cool uh, the Omnific of course is always you know they always put me in my place, which is fun. <laughs> I get to watch them and just be like, cool, I got to go and practice like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be a great show though. Some of the bands, it's incredible. Oh, 12 Foot Ninja as well. How did I forget 12 Foot Ninja? Oh, yes, That's, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're just, um, man, I remember seeing them probably back in 2011, 2012. And I, it was one of those like proper take your glasses off and look at this stuff. What the hell is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, just the charisma that they carry with them is so incredible on stage and just huge energy as well. I, I really couldn't talk up 12 Foot Ninja enough. They're amazing. Yeah. This is one of the first festivals that's going to happen post COVID. Mm. I think it's just a really good, well put together package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one, one day, two stages. Hell yeah. We were interesting because we, we released an album in the middle of COVID. Um, 
somewhat intentionally. Uh, but it was also, you know, like at some point you commit to releasing an album and things are put in motion that you can't really, um, you know, take back. But I, I, we look back on that with nothing but pride because it was a, an album that we couldn't tour on yeah. really because it, it was literally in, in May that we released it and we were supposed to be in, in the US the day that it released. Mm. Um, obviously it didn't happen. But, you know, it's it's an album for me that, that really is a landmark for um, covid I listen to it now and lots of people reflect this opinion as well. It's kind of nice is that it, it was really helpful for them during COVID when not a lot of other people were doing stuff, you know. So is there any tracks that you feel like going to really have to practice to get down before this gig? Yeah, we're doing, um, we've talked about the repertoire a bit. Um, we've got one new one that we haven't played live before, okay. uh, which I'll keep a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Usually it's the, the first track that we open with. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not like a specific track. It's literally just the first track is the one that I try and practice the most because usually when you come onto stage, you're full of all of these different feelings and yeah. adrenaline and all of that. Um, you're trying to find your place, you know, you're trying to look around and see what's going on. You're also just really excited to see people. Um, so I usually practice the first track, whatever it is, uh, the most, um, just to really get it behind my fingers, you know, um, make sure that I start the show off on a really good, good sort of note. If you can do that, you're most the way to a good show for the rest of it. Now, have you, yeah. have you been given a, a um, time slot yet and exactly a length? I don't know. I don't think so yet, actually. Okay. I haven't heard word on that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't don't know what time we're playing. Um, it'll probably be like a 40, 45-minute set or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a bit of a, a greatest hits for us, I reckon. We'll just come out screaming. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There. It's not too far from me, Coburg. Actually, I've never been there before, the Velodrome. Yep. So. I, I've got a couple of mates around Coburg, but, yeah, I've never been there. Have you looked at the – there's a virtual map of the venue. Oh, is it? Yeah, you should you should check that out because yeah. it is really cool. It looks massive. Oh wow! So besides that, so the gig, anything else playing with the band? Oh, we're trying to pick up where we left off, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, try and chuck some you know overseas touring in. You know, just sort of vague plans at the moment, but uh, we're thinking about Australia as well. Just while yeah. you know overseas is still a little bit sketchy, so you know we're trying to sort of return home and, and look at what we what we can do in Australia. Yep. Um, we've always got new music on our minds as well. We're always looking forward for that, but um, nothing that we're particularly working on in earnest right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty much us. Yep. So for yourself, because I noticed you've got guitars there as well. Is that guitar I can see in the background? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got. Um, so I, I play a bit of guitar as well as bass, um, yep. predominantly just for like writing purposes. I don't really gig any anymore, but yep. I've got this really awesome um, custom shop telly. It's quite nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. very cool. It's it's a really unique guitar because it's got um, – typically Telecasters have like, you know, a three-way pickup selector, but it's yep. got four for some reason. I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, I've also got this Maiden Master oh, Sound. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It's got some of the richest cleans that I've played on a guitar before. Mm. It's really nice. Uh, what else? I've got, a, I've got a Warwick thumb as well, a Warwick thumb bass. Okay. Uh, and then obviously my main uh, my main bass there, which is a, a Dingwall that I loved a bit. Yeah, 
That's real cool. Yeah, I got a couple of Matons here. They, they my main acoustics. Yep, yep. My dad had a Maton when uh, we were still uh, when he was still in Australia. Yeah, that's kind of what I grew up playing. So I got really used to that Australian acoustic sound. Yeah, yeah, is it? I've got an acoustic as well, a Washburn um, that was really cheap when I bought it. It was like 400, 500 bucks or something. And it has aged into one of the nicest acoustics. All I have to do is pull out a little bit of 400 in it, just get rid of a, a bit of that boxiness in it. And it sounds absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's Yeah. So do you write much with the guitar as well uh, in the bass or just whatever comes up? Yeah, I, I don't write a lot on bass, um, to be honest. I'll it, it sort of chops and change. I'm really still trying to find out my workflow, but like sometimes I'll just have like a drum groove or something like that that I'll chuck down in, um, you know, in Pro Tools. I'll just make a MIDI uh, MIDI thing of it, um, use Superior Drummer, and occasionally I've experimented with trying to just do bass lines over it. But for me, guitar feels like. I don't know. It's just easier for me to write on. I get a bit more of a, a feel of the the contour of a a section, or you know, yeah. something like that, than I do with with bass. Um, that being said, you know, like bass is like a fundamentally important instrument in that respect. You oh, know, yeah. like really sort of hammering down exactly what the the harmony is and and rooting the song together, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, basically. <laughs> Bass just as an instrument grounds um, exactly what you have to be listening to. It's it's really like a like a peg in the in the harmony. Yeah. Um, at least that's the way I treat it. Anyway, I, I tend to do a lot of sort of, you know, I won't won't play against the root or anything like that. I'll do I'll predominantly work on the root of, of yeah. the chord. Um, that's how we arrange, especially with Caligula's horse. A lot of the the harmony is quite dense. Sam uses a lot of chord extensions um, in his arrangement, so. You know, if if the bass was not to play the root, for example, it would be tricky to hit for your ear to actually grab onto what you're listening to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the sort of approach that we have for bass guitar. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing that I do, I suppose, a lot. That's I don't know whether it's different to a lot of bass players these days, but I actually play with a pick predominantly. It's an, it's not a technique thing necessarily. It's just the the tone of having a a pick. Yeah. Sounds hyper aggressive to me, um, and I, I actually use like a, a pretty thin, a thin pick, like a point six, oh, basically. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. it's like a, it's it's a jazz three, but it's a point six. Yeah. Um, and my sort of reasoning behind it is the harder that you sort of hit, yeah. the more that it sort of naturally compresses. Like there is this upper threshold that you can hit a string if it's a thinner pick, right? Okay. Yeah. So that that's sort of my approach with it. Yeah. Found that pretty useful. I've got. I'm. I'm trying to integrate a bit more of a heavier right hand recently. I've. I've noticed that over the last two years, after picking up a pick, that I. I was very loose on it. So it was kind of you know very scrapy and and I wasn't very happy with it. Yeah. Um. For a while, then I figured out exactly what I was doing. It was just like nah, stop hitting it like a wuss. <laughs> like really dig in and and yeah. so yeah, I'm. I'm really working on that at the moment. That's been my sort of, uh, big goal over the last two months. Yeah. Right, well, awesome. Thanks, thanks Dale. No problem. Thanks so much for chatting. No problem at all. I'll catch up with you real soon. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right. Thanks, mate. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>